0: Kane and King. Fireball. Ah, Thanks for joining us on Fireball Friday. If you're tuning in for the first time, we did a deep dive into how we think the grand final will play out or certainly what are the strengths and weaknesses and biggest threats for each team. You can catch up on that with the podcast. Gary Ayer's going to join us shortly, as is Craig Starsevich, and your calls on the IMR Insurance Open line in the next hour before we hand it over to the captain's run. But honestly, it's our pleasure to get our next guest on the program. He's an Australian Football Hall of Famer. He's a dual Brownlow medalist. He's played in some big games, in fact, five grand finals, and he will present the Grand Final Cup to his son should it go the way that uh, all the Collingwood fans are hoping. His name is Peter Moore, and he joins us. Peter, thanks so much for your time.
1: No worries. Morning, boys.
0: How's the week been?
1: Oh, it's pretty busy. uh, I was trying to... Uh, implement a media blackout for myself to get the focus off me, but it didn't work too well. Well, it's probably not
0: a bad strategy. It takes a, it takes the focus away from some others that are going to play tomorrow, like your son.
1: Yeah, that's right, actually. It, that's why it's worked out. So Collingwood uh, media people have, have, uh, have dogged me in, so that's all right. I mean, it's all part of it. It's, uh, it's exciting, isn't
0: it? Which we appreciate. Hey, we've been discussing, like, what their biggest strength is, the pies. from your perspective, like you're watching the first 10 minutes or 15 minutes of the game. What do you want to see? And what do you see when they're playing at their best?
1: Well, I'd say uh, the pressure. I think Mm. you guys have alluded to that uh, all morning. I know Kane, that's your view. And I I agree with you. Um, And clearly um, Brisbane didn't look too sharp in the first quarter with the heat on and uh, Collingwood can bring that sort of pressure and probably greater pressure than that. So, uh, That'll be the test for Brisbane, and our test will be that they've got some some guns. that they got guns all over the place, so mm. uh, we have to contain them. So yeah, it's going to be a really interesting game. I think uh, uh, you know, hopefully it's close. But uh, you know, they're both the best two teams clearly, and they've got different strengths and weaknesses. So it's a matter of sort of what happens on the day, I guess. It's toss of the coin, I reckon, really, in terms of which way it goes.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Couldn't agree more, Peter. You've been around footy a long time. You've 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 heard a lot of coaches speak. You've had a lot of conversations regarding football and just life with 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 coaches across your journey. Tell us about your view on Craig McCrae and your experiences with Craig from from a parental point of view.
1: Uh look, I, I'm really uh, obviously wrapped uh, with what Craig brings, and you know it's a different approach. I mean, I was I, I really. Uh, Bucks was a great coach too, and don't forget he got him in the grand final, Premier finals. I mean, that team was super competitive with Bucks and laid a pretty good uh, groundwork for, for Fly when he came in. But it's certainly probably time for a different approach. And um, as Lee, I think Lee Matthews was saying yesterday about, at the press conference with him, talking about, you know, the coaches have to be more like a, you know, a fatherly uncle type uh, personality in order to sort of create the environment that's, Great for the players to play, and I guess as a parent, what you want is, you know, your son to be in an environment that he loves to be in, that he's happy in, and that uh, everybody's going in the same direction. And that's certainly what Craig and uh, you know, Riley and all the guys and all the other coaches too have created at Collingwood. And I think that's probably their biggest strength is that environment. And in these big games, as you boys know, you know that togetherness and that team commitment. He's a massive factor uh under the pump, you know, when it when it matters.
2: How does he motivate Darcy? What what does he do to, to, to prod and, and, and challenge and, and, and motivate Darcy?
1: You don't have to, King. <laughs> you don't have to say anything <laughs> to him. He just turns up and uh you wouldn't think, you know, I've had um, Cappuccinos with him, you know, an hour before he's going to the ground, and you wouldn't know he's even playing a game. I mean, it's not like my was for sure. I wasn't that relaxed. I was wound up like a clock most of the time. But uh, when I played, but no, very calm, very relaxed. He just has that real ability to know exactly what he's got to do and just switch it on when he when he runs out. So I'm sure he'd be a bit more anxious, you know, over the the grand finals and that. But uh, I mean, he's always. To love to play in the in the big matches, and I've always said to him, it's all about the finals. You know, mm. nobody cares about all your other games you play. It's really how you go on the big stage, in the big games, and you know he he seems to thrive on it. And um, I don't think I think with with Craig, it's a very collaborative approach with his senior guys. Like uh, Darcy's really lucky he's got uh, Pendles there, and Pendle's been fantastic support. You know, greatest Collingwood player ever, arguably, out of him and Bucks probably, and. Um, Pendles has been just fantastic, and he's like another coach on the field. You know, the way he organises everybody, and um, how well he's respected by all the players, and then he's got, you know, and Geordie's become a bit of a leader now. Howie and uh, and Braden Maynard and all those guys, so they've got leaders all over the place. And I think again in big games under the pump, that's really important. And uh, you know, I'm really, uh, I really think the leadership is another sort of real strength that they've got uh, all over the ground, and that's going to help them. How much work? Great I mean, he just lets the players make the calls. He doesn't coach them. They call themselves when they're on the ground. So,
0: terrific. Apologies for that, Peter. I was going to ask you about how much work's gone into to his body and and how much focus, because it was a, a frustration there for a while. But certainly in the last two seasons, he's been incredibly durable. Can you take us behind the scenes in in what has worked to get his body on the right track?
1: Yeah, I think the uh, issue there was he's so tall and his speed. You know, he enormous. he got enormous speed for a guy's size. And while he was still growing, you know, the, I think the leverage going through those uh, you know, muscles was, was probably a bit overwhelming at times. And also, he had some other issues there that um, he took a while for the medicos to get on top of, and his, uh, his physio. Um, really has nailed it in the last few years in terms of his preparation and how he maintains his body and all of that. So uh, there's certainly a, a combination of maturing and also um, just the way they prepare and and uh, you know look after him has really uh, just sort of almost eliminated the hamstrings. He's so aware now. He got a little tug the other you know there a few games from the end and knew exactly what it was and pulled out before mm. anything happened. And you know that's a sort of maturity thing I think. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right, It's durable now. Hopefully, it continues.
2: I'd like to go back, Pete. Let's just go back and talk about your career a bit because Brownlow... You were metal- a Don't <laughs> <coach of> <laughs> go back to there. <laughs> I'll start shaking when that happens, Pete. Um, you won the Brownlow with 22 votes and 24 votes. Now you have to get about 50 to get close to the win in the Brownlow these days, mid-30s is generally the mark. You won by one vote from Gary Wilson and a couple of votes in front of Robbie Flower. But tell us about the vote counts back in those nights.
1: Well, it was interesting. It didn't seem like there was as many votes. We never got votes in the thirties. It seemed to be that the votes were yeah. spread around a bit more than they are now. I mean, it was. I mean, the first time I didn't even think I was even going to go. I didn't think I had a chance to win it. It was really Gary Wilson's medal here. At a fantastic year. But um, yeah, I went under the radar a bit and got up, and then it was a bit of a surprise. And then the second one, you know, I really played well that year, and I was sort of almost sort of gunning to try and win the Boundland by playing enough games and playing well, and, uh, you know, that was a satisfying, but, oh, a, I'm a bit disappointed about the brown. the way the voting goes now, it's almost impossible for the umpires without stats to really figure out what's happened, so they get a bit of criticism for that, but also, it's uh, really a midfielders award now, it's like about 10% of the guys in the team have got a chance to, to win it, you know, yeah. so... Um, it's, uh, it's really you know we used to get you know back to like Glenn Denning won it and Carol mm-hmm. Temple won it as a forward and Plugger won you know so there were other
2: Well in 84 Pete know, you beat uh, you beat David Cloak another ruckman Robbie Flower a wingman Steve Torbett was a ruckman Hawkins yes, was a Dempsey wingman
1: used to, Dempsey was always up there you know yeah. he, he, he was a ruckman so the ruckman and forwards and you know key position players used to feature but it's just come down to stats, and you're leading the charge on the stats.
0: <laughs> Blame to so hole.
1: Absolutely. Down that rabbit hole. <laughs> you just all he talked about the stats and your relationship with champion David. Hey,
2: <laughs> worked your boy on all Australian again this year. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm-
2: <laughs> is, is it
0: impossible to uh, not reflect on your own heartbreak? Like, I'm, I'm hesitant to ask, but you gave yourself a chance, you played in five and, and weren't able to get one, including the draw. So you've you've become so close. In weeks like this and every grand final week, do you reflect on that? Oh, a
1: little bit, Kane. I think, you know, it's obviously devastating when you don't win but you know, I mean you got to go into accepting that someone's going to lose today and someone's going to feel but tomorrow rather and someone's going to feel bad in in, in my case I guess what was frustrating was uh, we got there so regularly with Tommy Hoefie coaching you know we were there we we're in the prelims we were there from 77 to 81 every year and 78 we we're in the prelim so um, to have a run like that and be up and about and up near the top and not not be able to um, Jag one, and we had a couple of close ones um, uh was, was probably the most disappointing thing for mainly for the group you know but uh, I mean you just go I, I now reflect and so I was lucky to play in over 20 finals and play in five grand finals I mm. really fortunate to get that opportunity and a lot of guys don't and uh, part of perhaps if I've got a reputation in footy it's probably been made in those games you know so uh, yeah it was yeah it was it, disappointing but I mean you know, what it's like we all got to move on. We've yeah. all had disappointments. You just got to get on
0: with it. Couldn't have done much more. You kick four in the in the draw, and then you kick five uh, in the replay in '77. Talk to us about the business world, Europe. You're a gold miner, and uh, what? Uh, yeah, well, I'm I'm fascinated by this, Peter. How, how's it going? You're, you're raising capital. You're doing all sorts of big things. Can you yeah, give us an insight into what you're doing?
1: Okay, I mean, it, it's a good business. I listed on the stock exchange last year. It's been good. We've got some great, you know, investors and supporters. And it's a bit tough. The market for that sector is pretty pretty tough at the moment. But um, we've got some really good projects. It's in the states. I've been living over there and uh, just getting the company going for the last uh, eighteen months or so. And um, yeah, it's you know, it's I've always sort of been in that space, and um, yeah, just uh, found myself uh, running, running the company. So it's um, yeah, it keeps me out of trouble. It's uh, it's really interesting. It's good.
2: We need a bit of financial advice in here at the moment, mm. Pete. I'm not sure whether you're aware. We've been in the papers a little no. bit. Things are a bit tight in here. You couldn't give us couldn't yeah, well, steer I, you know, us into one, could you?
1: Could it's you? Close, kingy. It's <laughs> ups and downs. The markets a, It's like footy teams. You know, it goes up and down and the form. Form line changes, so yeah, you know, it's it's not it's not not easy in uh, in
2: business. So, what uh, will Darcy do? Well, give, give me give me uh, ten years time. Uh, Where will Darcy prime be? minister? What will he be running?
1: Oh, I don't know, King. I mean he's, he's an interesting character, as you know. He's um, got a lot of interests. Um, yeah. He does take. Um, he's got a commerce degree, and he's, he's doing sort of politics and international politics uh, masters at the moment. But he's. Very interested in business. He's involved in, you know, with some guys in, in in sort of venture capital investing and understanding that business. And a lot of the uh, the Collingwood people that I'm involved with in business, you know, are, are pretty uh, top end successful business people. And he's um, you know, doing a bit of work with them and uh, getting a bit of you know business experience, just sort of looking at. What what they actually do because the problem for players, you know, in that bubble they're in, mm. you know, you're to see what you know stock market does or what the business guys do or what investment people do. We just uh, there's no exposure to that, so just try and get a bit of exposure to that on the way through, and you know, um, figure out what he what he's interested in. Mm. Awesome. Before we let you go, what 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 all it means you if you
0: get to hand that cup over to your son, and have you allowed yourself to think forward to what that moment might feel like?
1: okay no I'm trying not to i'm trying not to think of it but i look i am I'm, I'm i'm just uh, well I'm, i am really honored to be asked and i feel uh, very humbled just standing next to the goat yesterday when he's going to present it for brisbane mm. and with uh lethal uh, it's a uh, it's a great honor but you know it's a unique thing to be potentially able to hand it to my son and sort of uh, you know really be part of the part of his dream, the fulfillment of his dream and what he's trying to achieve. So, uh, that'll be a, just a special moment for, for all of us. And, um, you know, I'll, uh, I'll cherish it if we get the chance, but you know, I don't want to moz it either. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of us, one of us will be presenting it, but, uh, just hope it's me. Well, for your sake, uh, we,
0: we yeah. hope that's the case as well. We really appreciate your time. Have a magnificent day tomorrow. You'll soak it all up, and then uh, hopefully we see you up on stage for all those Collingwood fans yeah, you, dreaming of that moment. Thanks yeah. for your time.
1: Thanks, boys, and you have a good uh, day as well tomorrow.
0: We'll do. Collingwood legend, Peter Moore, lucky Superstar. enough to get him on the program. It was with Jared yesterday, and he was saying he used to go snow skiing with Peter Moore. He said he was an excellent snow skier as well. Natural. Is
2: yeah. It- He's just natural sportsman. There's, there's a few things coming through here about some stories. I didn't want to ask him. I didn't want to pry too much. <laughs> it's a skiing incident regarding a propeller. I thought, oh, that, <laughs> that's dangerous. <laughs> we'll let that one slide. We might have to find out out of hours. <laughs> uh, Peter Moore was our guest.